and welcome to another episode of the brand new Business Line Portfolio Podcast, your weekly source for engaging conversations and new ideas in personal finance. Business Line Portfolio is our premium personal finance weekly special issue that is published every Sunday. The 10 pages of portfolio combine credible research, insightful journalism to offer you the best actionable advice on everything related to personal finance and insurance and everything in between. My name is T.R. Vivek. And I have with me Aarti Krishnan. Aarti is a consulting editor with Business Line. Hi, Aarti. How are you? Hi, I'm doing well. So for this episode of the podcast, we will be discussing issues related to health insurance. Aarti, this last year has been the annus mirabilis for insurance, health insurance companies in particular. What the pandemic has done, perhaps five years of their yeah. marketing budgets combined couldn't do for the health insurance companies. <laughs> Have you seen people's perceptions yes. about health insurance get changed due to the pandemic? Definitely, yes. People who didn't think of taking health insurance before have been sort of prompted to think of this because COVID has hit even people who are in apparent good health. So until COVID struck, most young people thought that the health cover offered by their employer is quite enough to see them through. And typically employers offer these family floater covers which cover them up to 3 lakh or 5 lakh. COVID actually was an eye-opener in the sense that we found that Two or three of your family members could fall ill at the same time and even require hospitalization. In such cases, actually, it becomes extremely difficult to cover the entire expense either out of your own pocket or even out of the floater cover. So, this highlighted how if pandemics actually arrive, the entire equation on the health insurance scene actually changes quite a bit. Usually, you don't budget for people to fall ill all at once, but it can happen is the realization that has come upon us after COVID. So, it has highlighted the importance of having a cover quite separate from that which your employer offers and also of having a high sum assured if you are going to have a family floater cover. A sum assured of about 7 to 10 lakhs may be okay to see you through such situations and 3 to 5 lakhs may not be sufficient to actually cover you adequately. Arthi, when we start thinking of a health insurance policy, where do we start? So, of course, most employers today offer you some kind of a health insurance cover as a part of your employment contract. But there are two reasons why you need a separate cover. As I told you, the cost for your entire family may not be covered by the sum assured offered by your employer. And secondly, now many young people actually jump jobs quite often. Rarely do they stay put for 10 or 15 years in one job. So, when you actually quit your existing job and join a new one, then there can be a period where your health insurance cover is interrupted because as you quit that old employer your cover with that employer will also cease the other problem is with health insurance as with other insurance you accumulate a lot of benefits if you stay with the plan for a long time so if you depend on your employer for the plan when you quit an employer and move to the next one actually your benefits with the old employer like waiting period no claim bonus etc may actually lapse at that time and you have to start all over again from square one to keep your cover uninterrupted and to ensure that your family is also covered at all times it makes sense to actually have a cover independent of your employer now there are other things also that you should look at you must be aware of your family history and what are the kind of illnesses that you're predisposed to and perhaps while buying your health insurance cover you can check whether the exclusion clauses in the plan actually exclude those illnesses that you're likely to get the other thing of course would be to look for uh, sublimits 
the other thing you should actually look for is co-payment clause many insurers do not pay your entire bill even if you incur an expense and actually submit the bills for claims they have a clause built into their health insurance policy which says that you should share in the expenses to the extent of 10% or 20% this is the co-payment clause and you need to check whether your health insurance contract does carry a co-payment clause if you cannot meet any out-of-pocket expenses ideally you should avoid health insurance plans with such co-payment clause. There seem to be a lot of apprehensions when people think about investing in health insurance. The common excuses for not doing so is that, you know, look, really doesn't work. You know, somebody had a bad experience. Actually, hospitals and insurance companies, they're not responsive to claims. It really doesn't work. Why does this prevail in the minds of people when thinking about health insurance? I would say over the years, there have been improvements on this front because most insurers have appointed third party administrators, they have a desk functioning at every hospital and so on. But I must admit that when it comes to claim settlement, health insurance in India has a far worse record than life insurance. So if you look at the life insurance uh, companies, their claim settlement ratios are today in excess of 95% and even 99% for some insurers, which means that out of every 100 claims that they get from their policyholders, 99 of them, they tend to settle. But in health insurance, if you look at the data, actually the settlement ratios are like 75-80% only. So people are right to feel that actually when they approach the health insurer, they may not get their claims settled entirely in full. Uh, in part, this is also because uh, of uh, inadequate disclosures on the part of policyholders. While filling up the initial form, you're expected to disclose every little health uh, uh, issue that you have. Uh, and most people do tend to miss out on one or two issues. Uh, it could happen out of neglect or out of rather than deliberate or intention. Or just ability to, to read the fine print. Yes, the, fi uh, the fine print in health policies is quite difficult but to read also. But since it is also. so important, I think uh, investors should also be mindful of the fact that they need to be completely aware of, say, there could be several exclusions in the policy, there could be, you know, some conditions and preconditions that they need to be aware of before getting it. Right. There are three or four kinds of things that you should watch out for on this front when you actually evaluate health plans. So on health policies, strongly believe that you should not go only by premium because there can be a lot of conditions attached to the policy which eventually affect the claim that you get. So the first thing you should look for is the waiting period on pre-existing diseases. So health insurers don't cover you from day one for the diseases that you already have while signing up for the policy. So suppose I am diabetic or I have a thyroid condition and today I take a health insurance policy. The insurer will not cover me for that for an initial period. This period is called the waiting period. So the waiting period for different insurers could range between two years and four years for different conditions. So one insurer may say that your waiting period is four years for thyroid. So for the first four years, whatever thyroid treatments I take or if I develop some serious ailment due to thyroid conditions, I will not be getting my health insurance claim. So the first thing you have to check is this waiting period on pre-existing diseases. Secondly, insurers may also have specific exclusions. They may say we will not cover you for so and so disease and this will be there in the policy terms and you have to be aware of it. For example, some health insurance policies do not cover you for complications arising out of maternity. That is one thing you may need to watch out for. Third thing is some insurers say that they would like to impose limits on how much they would cover you. 
for example say that we will have a sub limit on your room rent at 5000 rupees this means that even if you go to the hospital and incur 7000 rupees a day on a room the insurer will only pay you 5000 rupees per day right or they may impose a limit on various consumables used by the hospital the surgeons fees consultation fees so there is a clause called the clause on sub limits and you need to check this out very carefully to see if there are any restrictions there some insurers also have something called a co-payment clause basically this co-payment clause tells you that the insurer will not pay 100% of your claim so if the co-payment clause is there for 20% if it means that you have to chip in with 20% of the bill and the insurer will only pay 80% so these are all some of the very big things that you have to watch out for in the fine print which may prevent you from getting your full claim and if it is part of the initial terms of the policy then you should not be complaining about it at a later date because this was very much told to you by the insurer at the outset so here the key is full disclosure of your medical conditions and thoroughly going through the policy document what what it covers and what it doesn't cover exactly arthi could you tell us something about the tax benefits associated with health insurance is there any difference between the benefits you get by investing in life insurance compared to health yeah the life insurance premium that you pay that goes into section 80c of the income tax act which is a fairly crowded section basically that is where we also claim our pf contributions our ulip investments or elss investments whereas for medical insurance there is a separate section called section 80d which has been carved out where you are eligible for your annual premium up to 25000 i believe is the latest number so there is a separate section for medical insurance and therefore that is an incentive actually to contribute to a health policy Arthi, besides reading the fine print, you know what are the other aspects that one should look at while purchasing a health insurance policy? So I mentioned a co-payment clause, this sublimit, and all this. So one thing you may want to look at is, well, based on your family history, what are the kind of illnesses that you're predisposed to, and you could specifically look for waiting periods or exclusions on those predisposed illnesses. second thing like which is very important to check is the network of hospitals which an insurer is tied up with often in a health emergency we would like to go to a preferred hospital to or to an hospital which is near our location and if the health insurer does not feature that particular hospital in its panel then you may be forced to run around from one place to another or forego a claim because you couldn't get to the hospital that is there in the preferred network so it is better to check the network of hospitals that are there with a health insurance plan look for widest possible coverage see if the prominent hospitals in your locality the ones where you would like to get treated actually feature in that list and then take a decision on your health insurance i think the last few years uh, the health sector and health insurance has been a big policy focus for the government several state governments also have their own health insurance schemes how can one take advantage of or avail of schemes like ayushman bharat this ayushman bharat is an umbrella scheme that the central government has tried to come up with and the states are given the choice of aligning their own local health schemes with it or staying independent so this ayushman bharat basically gives some assured of 1 to 5 lakh and you can get treated for free in in the hospitals that they specify 
both government and private hospitals are included in this network but to actually apply for ayushman bharat you have to meet certain eligibility criteria set by the government because this is targeted at the urban poor as well as the rural poor so the government actually has a database based on aadhar numbers and people's occupations etc and based on that ready made list of eligible beneficiaries only they enroll people for ayushman bharat so it is possible for low income folks folks who don't have health cover to actually avail of ayushman bharat but you need to know whether you are on the eligible list of beneficiaries for this scheme and how does one find that out there is a website run by the government called pradhan mantri jay on that you can actually check i think based on your aadhar number you can check whether you are already included in the list of thanks a lot aarti and uh, do join us for another episode of business line portfolio podcast thank you very much and see you soon